Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber. Hi, race fans. Welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station. As always, often imitated but never duplicated, this is the only racing radio program that covers the short tracks and super speedways across the southeast and beyond. I'm William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and, of course, always uh, the producer. To the stars, setting high atop his pit box, is none other than Alpha, Alpha, Alpha. How you doing, man? Hey, William, glad to be with you again this week, man. we got another jam-packed episode of a Southern Race Week Radio to bring you. We've got a star-studded lineup, William. And let me run it down for you real quick. we got Ted Austed, his first appearance of uh, 2020, to break down the latest on what's going on in short track news. So we'll talk to him here in just moments. Also, you had an opportunity, William, to catch up with Bubba Pollard, who has been doing some uh, racing years in 2020. He's come away with a couple of victories so far, so you got a chance to catch up with him and then talk to him about what's been going on in his career. And since this past uh, week, uh, last weekend was the Fold of Honor QT 500 weekend, that was officially Ed Clark's final race that he had at Atlanta Motor Speedway. He's retired. He's hanging it up. Brandon Hutchinson will be taking over as GM of the track. But back in March, I had an opportunity to talk to him before uh, the COVID-19 virus and they shut everything down. And we talked about his upcoming retirement. So I thought it was only proper with him having that race last weekend that we run that interview with Ed uh, talking about his upcoming retirement from AMS and his, uh, all the great moments he had in his 27-year a career at AMS and his 40-year career in NASCAR altogether. So we'll talk to him about that as well. Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Welcome back, race fans, to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station. Back from his hiatus, his his, uh, his vacation, his, his time away, uh, from the racetrack in, uh, at Atlanta Motor Speedway after the wonderful NASCAR weekend that we just had. Ladies and gentlemen, on the Food Depot hotline, Ted Madman Austed. Ted, welcome back to Southern Race Week, brother. WB, been doing all right? Man, been doing good, you know. Uh, it, I literally, last Monday was the first time that I've been back in the studio. as I've been having to record stuff from home. So sure. via Zoom and via all this other stuff. So COVID uh, has has affected uh, everybody in 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 a in a different way, and it has. I, I, while I was on another little trip, uh, a, a company suggested vacation, non-paid. Um, I I noticed that some of our racetracks in Florida and Pensacola, Five Flag Speedway, and then uh, some of our tracks over in Alabama started back racing with fans what do we what's the rules man uh, <laughs> well I, I, uh, your guess is as good as mine is what the rules are for for short track racing and what category they fall under in each individual state's uh, business uh, listings um, I can't tell you that Florida you know Tim down at uh, five flags uh, Florida had a little bit uh, lo- 
looser regulations on uh, live event venues, and uh, Tim communicated with uh, his representatives and everything and was able to probably be one of the, the first tracks to get back racing uh, with fans. Um, he's had a successful run down there, uh, being one of the only a few tracks that is actually hosting fans. Uh, Montgomery Motor Speedway, Stan was able to do the same thing over in Alabama. And uh, got permission to 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 run some races and and uh, allow the fans to come in. Other states, uh, you go up into the northern states. Uh, a, a lot of them still shuttered. Uh, I follow closely the Midwest, being that I'm originally from there, and mm-hmm. and Minnesota, no racing whatsoever allowed. Wisconsin racing and fans in the stands. So. How do you figure? I mean, they're they're, they're wow. next door to each other, similar to, to Florida and, and Georgia, Alabama and Georgia, and uh, you, you still got that scenario there. It's it's crazy. Here in the southeast, no racing, no fans, and then all of a sudden uh, were some restricted practices uh, where drivers were allowed to come in and practice uh, safer distance or social distancing in place. Then all of a sudden there was some racing, pay-per-view racing. Um, I know that uh, Sonoy had some successful pay-per-view events uh, with no fans in the stands, but a lot of people watching from the comforts of their home. Mm-hmm. And then racing started to come back with limited fans. Uh, Livonia did a limited uh, fan race. Uh, Sonoy did a, a limited fan race. Um, and then you've got the tracks that said, hey, they threw caution to the wind, and uh, they opened up all out. Needmore down in uh, south-central Georgia opened up to huge crowds, and uh, very little social distancing was practiced there. Um, You know, Golden Isles, they ran with just cars with a pay-per-view event. Winder, Winder, Georgia, North Georgia, they planned to run with fans, and then all of a sudden, a couple days beforehand, I don't know if a representative got a hold of the uh, owner-promoter, but but all of a sudden they decided, no, we're not, we're not going to run uh, at all this weekend. Wow. Then you go down to the southern part of the state, Oglethorpe Speedway down in Savannah. They weren't doing anything until last Friday night when they did their first practice. And uh, um, I was kind of following along with, uh, with their promoters, uh, uh, Randall Jenkins' uh, Facebook uh, alerts and everything like that. And they were communicating with their representatives, but their representatives were, were not cool with, with them going and then same thing with Dixie up here in the north side of Atlanta is uh, all of their officials and everything following closely. We're getting letters with their guidelines set out that they couldn't run uh, any any cars, any fans or anything. And then all of a sudden they got the go-ahead last weekend and they ran their first race. No fans in the stands, but a boatload of cars in the pit. So it's, it's really who you're talking to. Uh, it, it's really uh, the communication that you're having with your local representatives, your county representatives, and and doing it in the safest way possible, um, but uh, it, it, you're, you're seeing it across the gamut of can we run, can we not run, you know, do we run and, and take the risk uh, of, of what we're doing out here. Um, it, it, it's a lot of different things to to kind of keep in mind, and, and it's really – seems to be it's up to each individual promoter what they're going to do or not going to do. It's kind of crazy out there right now, WB. If you just join us on this edition of Southern Race Week, we've got Ted Austed talking about short track racing action news and uh, things that are going on. Uh, speaking of Eldoro, ran one, yep. didn't run one. What, what, what's going on, man? 
Well, Roger Slack, uh, there, there's a reason why he was uh, uh, voted in as the promoter of the year for 2019. Is uh, He's always been uh, very creative. They had to cancel the dream. First time they've canceled the dream, uh, I think ever. ever. I, I don't know for sure, but I think ever. Uh, they canceled the dream, uh, and they replaced it with the stream. It was a live pay-per-view <laughs> event. Uh, paid a little bit less, uh, but a lot of people tuned in to watch it. Uh, Tim McGrady uh, picked up the $50,000. He started uh, 13th. He took the lead with four to go. Uh, Bobby Pierce finished second. Uh, Dale McDowell finished third to continue his strong 2020 COVID-hindered uh, season. Um, but Eldora was able to run. A few other tracks uh, starting to run. Sonoy ran a few weeks ago. They'll run again this weekend. Um, you look at, the, again, we're talking about promoters and, and, and series that, that have different philosophies and different uh, uh, thoughts on the whole COVID thing. World of Outlaws was supposed to run this weekend down at Cochrane Motor Speedway. They canceled. Mm. Uh, but then up the road here, Lucas Oil, their competing series, uh, decided, you know what? We're going to go. We're going to go at Cherokee. They're going to welcome fans into Cherokee this weekend. They're also going to go up and run at Smoky Mountain in Tennessee on Saturday night. So uh, it's it's you just got to kind of watch your watch your social media and find out who's racing this weekend and who's not racing this weekend. It, it, it's really it's a unique and interesting time for us in the short track industry. Well, you know, as someone who is in the you know the the media world and and and, and involved in helping people get advertising on radio helping people get advertising on uh over the top tv where everybody you know while they were stuck at home uh, a lot of more people downloaded more apps so they could on their smart tvs or on their smart devices so they could watch more stuff because they're stuck in the house <laughs> do you think that short tracks will will take a note and say you know what we're going to get so many people to come to our racetrack but there's always going to be ten, you know, maybe two or three thousand more that that live seven hours away that that might want to watch our race. Do you think that rate short tracks might continue to have those pay per view options available? Well, I, I, I think that promoters uh, are are have used this opportunity um, and this struggle to how do how do we do business how do we continue to do business and they they have had to learn quickly but they have learned um some ways to take advantage of social media to take advantage of the electronic media the radio the television uh and and supplement what they do uh when they have their gates open mm -hmm. and i think they've learned a lot from it I, I i know talking to some colleagues in the business that that things that they never thought they would do they are looking to implement into their programs as they move into this new this new norm uh, post COVID, uh, the things that are going to enhance their reach, uh, not only uh, on the night of the races, but in tape delayed type of broadcast, more Facebook and social media type of coverage, uh, more involvement with radio, mm -hmm. uh, is I think uh, that they they've used this unfortunate. Uh, crash in the industry mm -hmm. 
and uh, are going to use it to their benefit or have found a way to use it to their benefit and help the industry, at least the ones that are continuing to go uh, here uh, through the summer months and maybe even into years uh, after here. So it, it, it's an interesting time. The, the guys that have taken advantage and, and learned more about it uh, are going to implement it into their programs, and I think it will benefit all, not not only the, the, the race fan having a choice, but also the, the driver. Uh, being able to uh, see himself, hear about himself, uh, and be able to offer media to people that are helping out their race team. So I think it's it's, it's a good thing. I think some tracks are going to, to see a downfall because they didn't keep up with the times or they didn't uh, teach themselves and take this opportunity to learn more about how to do business better. Um, they may suffer. Right. But, uh, the ones that did their homework and the ones that, that used the opportunity to, to learn more about some segments of, of the business that they may not have been uh, that knowledgeable on I think will benefit from from this this unique time. Hey race fans, this is PRN's At The Tracks Lenny Baticki and I want to let you know about our friends at Southern Race Week Radio. WB and Alfie speak to the biggest names in NASCAR, NHRA and IndyCar each week syndicated on the Georgia News Network available on podcast on iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud so tune them in, WB and Alfie on the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network Hi, race fans. Welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week. Right here on your great racing station, as always, we thank y'all for tuning in and turn it up. Tell your family, friends, cousins, neighbors about this little old show. Today, we're going to check out on the old Food Depot hotline for the man who knows how to find Victory Lane. They've renamed it to the BVL, Bubba Victory Lane. Ladies and gentlemen, Bubba Pollard. Welcome to the show, sir, man. What's going on, brother? Uh, how's it going? Good. Man, it's another beautiful day in paradise. Listen, Bubba, uh, you're coming off some great uh, racing action and everything. Uh, we had uh, Ted Ostad on with us a little bit earlier talking about some tracks have race fans, some tracks aren't allowed to have race fans. How cool is it for you to find those racetracks that do have race fans, and does that affect or help motivate you when you're out there racing on the short tracks all over the southeast and, and beyond? Well, it does. It's big to have fans there. You know, speaking for myself, I feed off the fans. You know, when you when you go to the racetrack, you see their, you know, when the, their excitement and uh, knowing they're excited to be at the racetrack, and you know they're they're cheering for their favorite driver. Uh, that makes you feel good. That makes you want to do good. Makes you want to be there. And go to all these different places. So I'm glad, um, you know, there's fans in the stands. We went to Ace Speedway this past weekend, and it was a packed house. And they're getting into some trouble right now but uh, from the governor. But, you know, I, it, it's good to, to, you know, get fans back involved. You know, I, I, I think it's, it's good for the sport. Short track racing um, doesn't need to suffer any. Uh, so this, this corona, the virus has, has hurt, definitely hurt it. Uh, but, you know, it was good seeing all his fans back this past week. If y'all just join us, we're talking to Bubba Pollard. I hear that you're going after – you're going to start this year again uh, going after some of those big races with big dollars, no matter if you got to go all the way out west. Yeah, we are. We you know we've been – the last couple of years, our, our focus has been a lot of the bigger events, the bigger paying events, and, and uh, we've had some success over the last couple of years. I've uh, been very fortunate to be able to travel and do these types of things and these races far off and, Great sponsors, uh, really, uh, with Harrison's Workwear.com. Everyone get online, check them out. They're a big supporter of mine, and without those guys, I won't be able to race. So 
uh, get on there and check them out. Uh, they got all the apparel that you need uh, to, to go to work on, on Mondays, boots and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, just, just very fortunate to, to, to have good people. And we're going we plan on doing it again this year. You know, it's been slowed with everything that's going on, but we're ready to get kicked off and fired back up here and, and uh, see if we can get some of these, uh, these bigger event wins. Well, talking about uh, the different races and everything, what's uh, what's some of the local tracks uh, that you're going to? And some folks want to know, is Bubba going to make an appearance over there in the dirt over at Sonoy this year? Yeah, you know, we uh, we run there uh, a couple weeks ago, and we won uh, we won on Thursday night and run second on Saturday. So we, we've been uh, we've been good over there. So we, we plan to get back over that way uh here in the next couple of weeks and and see if we can win some more dirt races that's what we always enjoy uh they do a great job over there so uh bringing it back home closer to home uh it's a lot of fun yeah i tell you what baba if uh somebody wanted to find out more about you what's the what's the social media or the website that we need to point folks to yeah just uh go online bubapower.com or uh at bubapower26 on twitter check us out uh get online we have an apparel store uh you can type in uh bubapower apparel It'll pop up there, and uh, we have some uh, hoodies, hats, uh, all kind of sorts of new things right there for you to check out. So if you're a Bubba Power fan, go on there and, and check it out for us. Now, Bubba, uh, you know, a lot of these racetracks uh, that could not have race fans uh, tried doing some pay-per-view action. Uh, some of them were live. Some of them were delayed. What about, uh, what about we stick a camera inside your car and, uh, and, and hook a mic up to you and then let, let's let's let people to pay to listen to you on the racetrack during the race, uh, whether it be live or uh, Memorex. What do you think about that? You think people uh-huh. pay for that? I, I, I definitely think people pay for it. I think it'd be cool give give people opportunity to to see what we see, see what we go through, and hear what's going on. That strategy that's played into the race and things like that. I think it'd be awesome. So uh, maybe you can make that happen for us. Well, listen, you know, because the, the thing is, like, when you race on dirt, you don't have a spotter, correct? We don't have a spotter. Okay. Nope. nope. So, so when that's what I'm thinking to be kind of cool is that if we have a mic and a camera on you when you're racing on dirt, I mean, we might have to beep, bleep, 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 you know, beep a few things out. But I mean, I think it'd be cool. I mean, you know. <laughs> I don't say too much. I don't get excited too much. <laughs> oh, come on. Every so often. Well, listen, Bubba, uh, tell everybody uh, that's out there that's got a uh, – because uh, I know you have two two lovely uh, young daughters. That, But if they have a, a, a young person uh, that is looking to get into the sport of racing, what's, uh, what's the first step? What's the easiest thing to get into financially and that's not so, you know, not so dangerous maybe for some of those parents that are scared? Oh, well, you know, there's a lot of different forms of racing that you can get into nowadays, starting off at a young age with bandoleros, go-karts, um, quarter midgets, things like that, to get them some experience, to get them learned, uh, you know, learned uh, to move up, um, experience to move to the next level as far as uh, late models and things like that. So, um, you know, Dirt has a great, you know, beginner class over there, and, and so is Legend Cars and Bandoleros. So, my Thursday Night Thunder at Lamar Speedway, uh, that's where I cut my teeth and where i got my start at so they've done a great job uh grooming kids over the years so um yeah just uh you don't want to do some research check it out there's a lot of a lot of, a lot of great racing out there a lot of great people to be involved with and, uh, and have a lot of fun bubba again uh throw that sponsor out there and uh tell us uh what they have and what we need to get from them yeah just uh harrison's workwear.com everyone they're out of spartanburg south carolina big supporter of mine and, and uh 
my racing and what we've been able to do the last several years. So they have Boots, Carhartt, um, uh, Ariat, um, Wrangler, Levi's, everything that you need, a public safety apparel uh, for your businesses um, as far as vests and things like that. Uh, Dickies, uh, they have all kinds of sorts of things, cool stuff. Uh, get online, check them out, uh, and, and see what they see what they have. So it's where I do all my shopping and uh, get everything you need. And that's Harrison Apparel. Harrison what? Harrison's Workwear. Harrison'sWorkwear.com. All right, then. I'm putting it in my dadgum Google Inquirer here, and I'm going to look them up and uh, see what I can find because, uh, you know, uh, you know, Father's Day's coming up, and I know I got. I mean, I may be the dad to an English bulldog, but any excuse to buy myself a gift is a great one, right? There you go. If it's, there you go. If it's sunglasses or anything. Like if it supports you, they, man. they even might have something for the dog. Might even have something for the dog. All right. Well, listen, Bubba, we appreciate it, man. What's the next race on your schedule, there, buddy? We're headed to Hickory uh, Motor Speedway this weekend, Cars Tour. Uh, then we're off to Pensacola uh, the next couple weeks for Five Flags. Blizzard Series race, so we're excited to get going there. All right, then. Well, Bubba, we sure do appreciate it. Good luck this weekend, and uh, we will uh, be talking to you soon, man. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. This is Natalie Decker, driver for Nice Motorsports, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio on the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie. And back in March, originally scheduled was the Folds of Honor QT 500 Weekend Land Motor Speedway, which was going to be Ed Clark's final race weekend, as he's going to be hanging it up and retiring handing the reins over to Brandon Hutchinson as the general manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. And since we had the Folds of Honor QT 500 last week at AMS, I only thought it was appropriate that we rerun Ed Clark's interview I conducted back in March talking about his retirement from Atlanta Motor Speedway. So tell us as you reflect and you look back at your 40 years of service to the world of NASCAR, uh, the last 27 years at Atlanta Motor Speedway, has it hit you yet that it's going to be done that you're going to just spend the rest of your years fishing uh now watching nascar as a fan uh instead of a president or uh, uh working at a track i don't think it's fully um connected yet um i'm still doing some work and, and we'll continue doing work on our destination resort project that we're trying to get going uh down at atlanta motor speedway so i'll be working on that uh even after i stop working five days a week and uh be glad to have that connection to the Speedway and to our company. You know, Speedway Motorsports has been so good to me, uh, Bruton Smith and Marcus and, and uh, all the folks there, and, and they're like they're much more than an employer. There's a strong um, relationship that w- that'll continue on when when my, my days at the Speedway are done. But, uh, no, I don't I don't think it's, it's quite uh, – I've quite come to grips with it yet. It's going to be a big adjustment for me, but, you know, something I'm looking forward to. I'm going to get to do some things that you just can't do when you're in that office, you know, five, six days a week. And, and, um, and, and, you know, when you're not there, you're thinking about it. And that's pretty much the way it's been for me now for 44 seasons. And, um, we've got a great staff of, of extremely talented people there at the Speedway and, and, and it will continue to go on when I'm gone. And, uh, I'm I'm gonna kind of become the head cheerleader for Brandon Hutchison and, and the entire team there, and, and uh, cheering them on to great things and continued success. Can you tell me about the the the, the road? You know, heading up one of the best tracks on NASCAR. Uh, I went to my first race when I was eight years old. It was won by Ned Jarrett. Wow! And instantly became a fan of the sport. Um, 
kind of got to, I grew up in rural Virginia, got to go to one race a year. And when I was in high school, at about the time of my senior year, of high, my sophomore year of high school, I worked for a, a little biweekly newspaper uh, there in the town where I went to high school. And I went in one day and asked the sports editor if I could start covering races for the paper. And he kind of scratched his head and he didn't know anything about NASCAR and <laughs> said, well, I guess so. You know, we'll try it. And so my dad had to go with me and sign the release waiver to actually for me to get a credential to get in because I wasn't old enough to sign it myself. <laughs> and so I started covering races at Richmond and Martinsville, Virginia. I grew up in Virginia and did that through high school, went on to Virginia Tech. And while at Virginia Tech, worked for the Blacksburg Sun, and it was actually a three-newspaper chain there, and had a Sunday column called The Last Lap. And they gave me the flexibility to write a column about whatever I wanted to about motorsports, and it ran in those papers and also covered events regionally at, at, at Richmond and, and Martinsville again, but expanded out to Bristol and Charlotte and Rockingham and even Darlington and uh, met a lot of people in the business. And through that, I got the opportunity to go to work at Bristol about six weeks before I graduated from college. And, uh, you know, there just weren't many jobs around at that time. It was really, you know, a, a great opportunity and just you know the stars crossing at the right point i guess that i got this opportunity worked there um some guys from nashville ended up buying that track took over the lease at nashville and i became the general manager at nashville uh fairground speedway when i was 25 years old still doing the pr work at bristol and managing the track there we ran 18 weekly shows and two cup races in nashville as well as two cup races in bristol and then in 81, I got hired to go to work for our company um, up in Charlotte and was there 12 years before coming down here to Atlanta. So it's it's been uh, it's been just uh, something I have to still today I have to pinch myself that I've had this great opportunity to do these things and do something I truly love each and every day. Speaking with Ed Clark uh, here from Atlanta Motor Speedway as we talk about uh, retirement and look back on his fabulous uh, 40-year career in the world of NASCAR, and out of those 40 years, Mr. Clark, 27 of them, as we mentioned, you spent at the Land Motor Speedway. Uh, so much changed at the track in those 27 years. Uh, a lot of events that have happened, we, we all remember the uh, the tornado that uh, ripped through the speedway. You're able to recover from that. Uh, you know, the, the weather situations, two races at the track, now went down to one. Uh, of, the, of the years that you spent at the Land Motor Speedway, what, is, what do you think is for you one of the proudest moments one of the things you accomplished at the track that you're the most proud of in the 27 years? Well, I, I don't, I don't probably pare it down to any one thing. I, I think, you know, what, what I, I, I can tell you I'm really proud of is the fact that, you know, on, on any given day, we give people special experiences or lifetime memories. That's our job. That's, we work for the fans. We work for the people who buy tickets and attend our events, whether it's, our NASCAR weekend, our Summit Racing Equipment Atlanta Motorama that we have each year, uh, uh, Legends Tracks, whatever. Uh, you know, we're providing memorable experiences to our customers. And to, to look out my window on race day and see the people in the stands and see the smiles on their faces and to know you had a little bit to do with putting that smile there really is, is something I'm extremely proud of. Um, we've had a lot of people who have come to work for us at Atlanta Motor Speedway and gone on to other things. I'm really proud of them and, and their accomplishments and that that's been a part of our, our um, makeup through the years. Um, really, really quality people. 
And you know, just just um, you know, we, we we've had some memorable races and some great finishes and a lot of memorable moments. And and I don't think it's any one thing I can tell you. I think it's the uh, the, the cumulative uh, grouping of all of that that really makes me proud. Um, you know, when you've got a passion for something, it's easy to go out and work hard and work extra hard and put the extra effort in it takes to not just be good, but to, to be better than good. Now, Mr. Clark, as we mentioned, 60 years the track has been operating, 27 of those years you've been there. Is there, uh, I mean, is there not one race that sticks out to you that you go, wow, that was amazing that that race happened at our track? Is is there one race that jumps out at you that that's more memorable than others? Well, probably for everybody else as well as me, um, my very first race there, the, the mm. 1992 fall race that um, was the race that Alan Kowicki and, and Bill Elliott battled right to the end for the championship. Bill won the race. Alan won the championship. Richard Petty retired. Jeff Gordon ran his first race. <laughs> I'll never forget at the end, we had a race winner celebration. We had a champion celebration. And we had a Richard Petty retirement <laughs> celebration. We had a three-ring circus going on pretty much all at the same time. And somehow we managed to get through that and, and not blow it all up and it'd make it make it a fun deal. And uh, still remember it just like it was yesterday. Pretty special. Mr. Clark, thank you so much for what you've done. Um, good luck to you in your retirement. Enjoy your years. Um, you've earned it. You've earned it big time. And uh, just once again, thank you for all of you've done. Well, Alfie, thank you. Uh, thank you and William. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, doing these interviews with you guys through the years. I'm not going away. I'm going to be around. You'll see me. Um, and I'd also, just for the folks listening, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has supported Atlanta Motor Speedway in any way. Uh, I hope you've liked the, the experiences we put out there for you. This is Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Well, folks, that's about going to do it for this week's edition of Southern Race Week. I want to thank y'all for tuning in, telling your family, friends, cousins, and neighbors about the show. This week on the show, got a big thanks to Ted Alstead, getting us up to speed on the short track racing scene. You know, a lot of tracks are, are having confusion whether or not they can have a race, have a practice, or much less have a practice or a race with fans in the stands. It depends on what county that they live in or what county the racetrack's in. So there's a lot of confusion there. We're going to talk more with Ted next week about what's going to be going on, if anything, at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the rest of the 2020 summer season. Will they be Thursday Thunder? Will they be Friday Night Drags? We're going to talk with him more about that next week. Also, too, big thank you to Bubba Pollard for being on the show this week. He is always a great guy to have on coming off of another winning streak and headed toward another one this weekend, hopefully. And then, of course, Bubba's going to be heading down to Pensacola in a couple of weeks to race down at Five Flag Speedway. Uh, next week on uh, Southern Race Week, we're going to have Ted Alstead, as I mentioned, talk about what's going on at uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway. And then also Grant Enfinger from the uh, Truck Series. He's going to be on with us next week, so make sure you tune in and turn it up. Just get here an hour early next time don't forget you can find us on itunes spotify soundcloud just search southern race week for all of our podcasts you can listen to past shows and you can also find us on social platforms facebook.com slash southern race week also srw radio on twitter alfie at the best producer in the world is at alfie underscore 19 you can always find me at wb radio network on twitter or on instagram at william barber 
Just look for anything, hashtag Southern Rakes Week. You'll find us, I'm sure. Well, until next week, folks, y'all do me this all a favor. Go to a short track and be right back here next week as we bring you another edition of Southern Rakes Week, driven by Food Depot.